It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Christian Talk. With Eric Thompson, a thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hey, welcome to another Christian Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Eric Thompson out here in California. It's January 20th, 2022. And if you guys want to get a hold of me, check out the website, christiantalk.life. christiantalk.life. You can download the podcast. You can see articles and get all the information you need to. There's a contact form if you want to get a hold of me, christiantalk.life. Or you can go over to a few of my small social media platforms I own. If you want to get a hold of me, one is magabook.com. The other is twellet.com. Free speech. A lot of Christians on there. And it's ability for us to stay connected and not be banned by the major social media platforms. Tonight we're going to go over the resurrection. And then we're going to go over... What happens to people who reject Christ and the finished work on the cross? Christianity, to me, is has been kind of tainted when it comes to, if, if you say to somebody, they're Christians. As Bible says that they were first called Christians in Antioch. Christ followers, but remember that early, the early church was turning cities upside down for the kingdom. The modern definition, you know, group of people called Christians are commingled with false prophets, people with bad doctrine, etc. But if you're a Christ follower, if you're someone that has made Jesus Lord, you're born from above. You've been adopted into the family of God. Then the resurrection, the cross, is crucial. Without the cross, Paul says we are the biggest fools, people that believe in Jesus, because without Jesus 
dying, taking on all the sins of mankind, the ones that would believe, the elect, not not everybody. There's no universal salvation. But he died. His atonement was sufficient for every sin that's ever taken place, but it was he came for the elect, for the people that would believe. He died, was buried, rose on the third day, sits at the right hand of God in heaven, interceding for the church. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. Paul writing to the church in Corinth. Verse 1, now brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel, the good news. I preach to you what you received and on which you have taken your stand by this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Verse 3, this is where it's very concise. And this is what you must believe and rejoice in what Paul's going to write here. He said to them, for what I received, what Paul was taught by Christ, I pass on to you as, as of the first importance, the most important thing that I've taught you, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, uh, verse 5, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the 12. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Paul's saying, guys, our faith is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that took away our sins, which allows us to have access to our Father in heaven. Islam and every other pseudo-religion, every, every fake religion, because there's only one true religion, there's only one way to God. That's biblical Christianity. Islam teaches exactly the opposite. They reject the cross. They actually teach if you, if somebody teaches that Jesus died on a cross and rose from the dead, they're an apostate. So they're directly opposed to Christianity. So if someone says, Islam and Christianity have a lot in common. Eh, wrong answer. Islam is antithetical toward the gospel, toward truth. So Paul is reminding us, and I'm reminding us, and you must remind others that the most of the, the first and most important thing 
is that God take on, took on flesh, lived a perfect life, died according to the scriptures, was buried and rose from the dead, and he appeared to everybody, and he verified his resurrection, and that we, through Christ now, like Paul talks about in Ephesians, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, then we are blameless before God on the day of our salvation, the day that we are presented to God in the Bema seat for what we did with the gifts and the talents and the time we had here on earth. Now, Paul also says that, yeah, he asked a question. Well, he actually made a statement. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for his power unto salvation. Why, why, are so many, why are so many people who confess to be Christians ashamed to tell somebody, hey, let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about his plan of salvation. And let me tell you about the way that you can be right. You can be in right standing with the holy God. Yeah, but they're going to bring up homosexuality. They're going to bring up sin that we don't, that they're not allowed to do as Christians. True. Because Romans 1, 18 through 32 explains the modern day. So this will help you understand why you're getting so much resistance. In verse 18, it says, for the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Doesn't say who don't know the truth. They suppress the truth. Verse 19, since what may be known about God is plain to them, to these people that are persecuting Christians, mocking Christians, want to silence Christians, because God has made it plain to everyone. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that the people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened and although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And listen to this. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, birds, animals, and reptiles. I, 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 selfie, 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 TikTok, social media, Instagram, right? Worship, oh, this movie star, this rap person, this, this. Oh, I love that car, man, that, that. I wish I had this. People are worshiping false deities. They're worshiping false animal statues and all kinds of weird things around the world. So here's what happens because of that. This is the condition of the world right now. Therefore, United States of America and every group of people around the world that have suppressed the truth of God have decided to pursue darkness instead of the light, then their hearts were darkened. So we have people with hardened, dark hearts. 
Verse 24, then God gave these people in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is praised. Amen. Forever praised. Amen. 26. Because of this, because of what? Because people who chose to suppress the truth about God, who even though God's invisible qualities and his is he his creation and his obvious existence, they choose they choose to reject him and to worship things of the world, then God turns them over to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies from one another, sexual perversion. So down to 26, God gave them over to shameful lust. The women exchanged the natural sexual relations for with men for other women, lesbianism. In the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with women, and they were inflamed with lust for one another, homosexuality. The men and women committed shameful acts and received in themselves a due penalty for their error. Furthermore, verse 28, just as this group did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, God gave them over to a depraved, or the King James, a reprobate mind, so they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They, obey their, they disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no loyalty, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those do such things deserve death, not only do they continue to do the very things but they also approve of those who practice them. So that is the world. Paul wanted to remind you and us, Christians, focus on the cross, focus on the resurrection. Tell people about, tell them the gospel, that by faith in Jesus Christ, being born from above, and making much of Christ as Lord and following his word and his leading by the Holy Spirit, you are saved. The world is not. Most of the world is lost, and they like being lost because a lot of them are suppressing the truth, even though they know what they're doing is deserving of death. Not only do they do it, but they approve and promote it United States of America, we're promoting homosexuality, we're promoting transgenderism, we're promoting lesbianism, we're promoting bisexuality, we're promoting worshiping self. There's satanic churches now popping up at our schools and towns. People are rejecting any 
restriction on their sexual activities or their morality. Liberal progressive cities are now saying, well, you know, people are going to steal, so we're not going to prosecute them, even though the Bible says you shall not steal. We're going to let them steal up to 950 bucks in California before we even think about giving them any type of punishment. Here's what happens to those people. This happens to people, you may know people that are successful, but they're godless. In Luke 16, Jesus told a parable, but this is more, I believe, than a parable because he actually uses names. He said in verse 19, there was a rich man who dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in a luxury lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and he was buried. He woke up in Hades where he was in torment before Jesus rose from the dead, the, the people who died would go to something called Abraham's bosom if they were believers saved by faith. They were justified by faith in the promise of the Messiah to come and the promise of, in their trust in God. And then you had Hades, which was a holding place for the unredeemed for the carnal people, for the people that rejected God. And there was, a, there was a chasm or a open space where they could see the people in hell, could see the people in Abraham's bosom, which was, was a place of peace, but it wasn't heaven yet. So the, the, the beggar died, and he, but he, he believed in God, and he was rewarded for his faith, so he went to Abraham's bosom where he was comforted, and the rich man that had everything went to hell, and he's looking over. And the, and the rich man in Hades, where he was in torment, he looked, he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus, the beggar by his side. He called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime, you received the good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he's comforted here and you are in agony. And besides between us and you is a great chasm that has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can you cross over from here from there to us. Now, this is an interesting verse, 27 of Luke 16. This guy's in hell with no chance of being saved. The Bible says in Hebrews, you're destined to die once and then you face judgment. There's no reincarnation. There's no second chance. There's no bargaining with God or arguing your case and God's finding you not guilty. So he answered, I beg you, Father, 
send Lazarus to my family. For I have five brothers. Let him warn them so they will not also come to this place of torment. It's an interesting scripture because the awareness that people have in hell is of their lack of hope, their lack of love, their lack of opportunity, their lack of the ability to make, to, to fix their wrongs. And so he still, because all men are made in the image of God, he still mustered up enough concern for his brothers to seeing if there was a way they could be warned so they wouldn't come to hell. But Abraham replied in verse 29, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. I don't, we don't need to send back Lazarus. Moses and the prop, they have the prophets, the law. They have, they have everything they need. And the rich man said in verse 30, no father, Abraham. He said, but if somebody from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Verse 31, he said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if somebody rises from the dead. And that's the resurrection. People that are not called, because Jesus said you can't come unless you're drawn. People that love to suppress the truth, people that have been turned over because they like darkness. Even if somebody came back from the dead, Jesus Christ, they still would not are not convinced that they need to repent. Keep that in mind as you may have family members, coworkers, and people you're talking to online. Don't cast your pearls before swines. Don't get into arguments with people that are in the dark and they like to be in the dark and they want to try to tear you down and discourage you. But if given the opportunity, be prepared to share the gospel, to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. And when in doubt, I was blind and now I see. Well, what's that mean? Well, I'm a, I, we're all Romans 3.23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all sinners. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Oops, we're all going to die. But Romans 5.8, but God demonstrated his love in this. So while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Yay. And then you go to Romans 10 and 13, 10, 9, and 10. For if you confess with your mouth and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, you have eternal life. Hell is real. The church today doesn't teach about hell or even the fake churches are teaching that hell is not a eternal place of judgment and torment like the Jehovah witnesses they think you burn up like a piece of paper the mormons you can have your family members baptize you out of hell up to the different levels of heaven catholics have purgatory where 
Well, if you're bad, you can just go burn off some of your sins and be punished and then eventually get right with God through attrition, through basically, well, okay, well, I'm going to torment for 20 years and then I'll be righteous because I'll burn off my bad and then be good. The Bible says that the only way we can enter into the presence of God. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is if we have been washed with the blood of Christ that we are cleansed and are blameless because in Christ we have no sin, even though our mortal bodies, our physical bodies will sin till we take our last breath. But once we die or if you die or you go to God in Jesus, you can talk to your holy God as Abba. Matthew 7, Jesus dealt with dealing with Christians and fake Christians. In verse 1, he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure, it will be measured to you. Down in verse 6, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls. Do not throw the word of God and truth to pigs, to people that like to be in the dirt, the people that reject Christ joyfully, they think. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and then attack you, hurt your feelings, and try to destroy your faith because you open that box up by getting in the pig pen with the dirty people. Then in verse 7, he said, hey, now ask and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, and that's according to Jesus' will, for his purposes, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, verse 13. This is a, a significant portion of people who claim to be Christians or not. Jesus says in 7.13, even through the narrow gate, I'm sorry, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter it but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. People's pride is the main obstacle from them actually being saved. And so people will say this, well, I'm a Christian, but I still drink. So drink a bit. I'm a Christian, but I still, you know, I still have a bad temper and, 
and I, you know, say some words. I fight a little bit, but I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm sleeping with my girlfriend or boyfriend, but I'm a Christian. But verse 13 again, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many, many will enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Verse 15, watch out for false prophets. They're going to false teachers and false Christians. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but in one you they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. There's your key. Everything is about Jesus for his glory, and none of this is about us. The Bible has nothing to do with us being wealthy as Christians, us being able to confess things and, and God gives it to us, health, wealth, Mercedes, airplanes. No. It's about Jesus. It's about the cross. If you talk to somebody and like, yeah, I was confessing this and God gave me this, or I was, oh, I was praying really earnestly and God gave me the job that I wanted, the $100,000 a year job and, and the, with all the perks. And Jesus actually said, when, don't be like the hypocrites that go out in the, in the, mark, go out in the temple stairs and, and say, look at me, I am praying, I am so righteous. He said, why don't you go into your closet, go, go into secret and pray, and then God will hear you and answer you. So watch out for false prophets. This is, uh, this is one of the toughest couple verses in the Bible. And I don't think people believe it or have processed it or have gone to the Holy Spirit for confirmation to the point that, that changes their lives. Verse 21 not, this is Jesus speaking, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I grew up Catholic, and when I first read this as a born-again Christian, it stumped me. I go, what do you, what do you mean? People saying, Lord, and then you're saying they, they're not going to get into heaven. How, how can they confess and not get into heaven? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. First John says if somebody stays in sin, unrepentant, they're not changing. They're not Christians. James and first James and John were both very specific on that. So Jesus says many on that day, judgment day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, drive out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. They're trying to argue their case for justification before God. 
Jesus said, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Many, many, many a person who claims to be a Christian is going to hear that. And it's, it should put fear in the hearts of people that think they're, if they're trying to walk the fence, that should shake them up a little bit. So over in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Paul said this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? I hear a lot of people speaking, you know, as doing church plants or we're talking to people or you see people posting on social media or calling into radio shows. It's not that complicated, folks. If you believe the gospel, if you believe that Jesus chose to be born was born, according to the scriptures, through a virgin in Bethlehem, ended up going to Egypt and then over to Nazareth, and then at 30 years old began a ministry, and then he said the kingdom of God is here following John the Baptist's ministry, and then he said, I'm going, I am the son of man, I am the Messiah, I am God in flesh. He received worship. He allowed himself to go through an illegal trial, did not defend himself, was put on a cross, died, gave up his own life, raised himself up after three days. That is all that is that is what matters is Jesus, not you. There's nothing you and I do that we could tell somebody that would justify God saving us. Well, I did ten missionary trips, so what? I did this, so what? There's no room in the kingdom for pride. Jesus said, I saw Lucifer fall from heaven. His pride got him kicked out. So back to 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 9. To, To all of us, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God or go to heaven. Do not be deceived if you are trying to mess around sexually, looking at porn, thinking about cheating, thinking about divorcing because you're bored or whatever. Don't be, don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor those who bitterly drunk, nor verbal abusers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now here is the positive thing in verse 11. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. There's no sin. There's nothing you, that somebody could have done that if 
Christ calls them and they come to faith, they will be saved. There's nothing. David committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband killed to cover it up. Because of his faith in God and the forgiveness of God, and over time, then David was called a man after God's heart. Peter denied Jesus Christ three times. And the last time he swore, I don't know that man. He went away to go fishing because I believe he thought he was done. He had rejected the Messiah openly, publicly, shamefully. But when Jesus rose, he said, hey, tell everyone to go down and meet with me by the Sea of Galilee. And Peter, too. Make sure you bring Peter. Go get him. We'll finish with this. Verse Revelation 21, 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, liars, will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. In Matthew 25, 46, talking about the unbelievers, they will go away to eternal punishment. How, how, how long the punishment? Eternal. But the righteous to eternal life. If someone says, well, punishment's up. No, it, it's, this is God created eternal destinations for the redeemed, for the, the elect, for the believers, and for the devil and his angels and the unbelievers. So Matthew 25, 46 then they, the unbelievers, will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Second Thessalonians 1.9, the unbelievers will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Matthew 13, 50, he said about those who were not, that would not want to go to the banquets and, and, and rejected God, they, they didn't want to come in the right way, throw them into the blazing furnace, this is Jesus speaking, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So let's finish this up. Christian, Christ follower. We praise God as adopted children through our faith and the work that Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross, covering and atoning for all of our sins. And by faith in Christ, we're blameless, and that is our justification. It's just as though we didn't do anything wrong in Christ. Then over our life, we go through a process called sanctification where we slowly, 
and we've, we conform to the likeness of Jesus through time in the word, prayer, fellowship, going through trials, getting refined, and, and growing in the Lord. And then when we die, it's we are glorification. We're glorified. We are then, we are then in the presence of God in our new bodies, and we'll never experience fear, death, sin, pain, and we'll be with our Maker and our Savior for eternity. These days, there are some government groups around the world that are pushing for globalization very fast by 2030 is what they're kind of targeting. They're targeting the banks. They're going to try to force banks to have good social justice ratings and governance ratings and, and really make them focused on worshiping the earth and the resources and equity, making sure because the government is God to the unbelievers and they want the government to make everything fair. No, you don't need God. You don't need Jesus. They reject the resurrection. Thus, God turns them over. So it's a double whammy for because if they're not called and they don't want to come anyway, because they're sinners by nature like all of us, then God turns them over. So not only are they not coming, but then their mind is, is expanded to be able to do whatever it can conceive, and that is evil. And so then in their evil and their pride, they proclaim themselves, they go on social media, they take the selfies, they brag about their trips, they try to climb the corporate ladder. And then if things make them unhappy, they want the government to come in and fix everything. So the days are going to go darker, like the Bible said it would. As technology and as the culture becomes more turned over, we're going to see more godlessness. So that's why we need to be focused on the word of God. If you're not reading God's word and praying, then you have, you have a very little chance of having a life that matters, there's, there's, of having any fruit in your life as somebody of faith. And I, my question is, Why? Why don't you read God's word? It's not a judgment. I'm not better than you. I'm, a, I'm just asking an obvious question. There's a, I use Bible online tools online. It takes you through the Bible. You can go through 90 days a year, or you can go through the New Testament. It, 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 it bookmarks it. It does. You know, all you have to do is go in and say, reading plan. Okay, read Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm. 20, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, pray, read, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate it, and then if possible during the day, if you have opportunities, I should say, share what God showed you. And the next day, at nighttime, I confess my sins, and I ask that I would learn and not be like the world in the morning. Thank you for another day. And I get taught again in the Word. If you're in the Word, if you're sharing the Word with your family, if you understand that the unrighteous, the sexually immoral, the homosexuals, the transgenders, the lesbians, the greedy, the, the drunkards are not going to heaven in that state. It doesn't matter. So you, you can say, well, I am not going to say anything to them. Well, if God 
allow, gives you the opportunity to, to have a heart-to-heart with somebody in sin, someone that's addicted to porn or addicted to drugs or addicted to whatever, you need to be able to tell them the truth. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we repent of those sins that have us tangled up and trust in Jesus, not ask him in your heart and it's magic, and you, you know what, Lord? I believe by faith and I put my trust and be my Lord and Holy Spirit guide and direct me and give me a passion for your word. And then you're spending time in the word and you're getting built up and then you're encouraging people that is how we make a difference and we're lights. If you don't do that, if you're not reading the word, you're not praying, you're not talking about Jesus, you're not a light. Then you're basically hoping because there's no fruit in your life that you're, that you're really a Christian. There should be some compulsion in your heart to want to Get to know your God more. To have compassion for people that God gives you to have compassion for. If not, if you think you're just, well, I'm getting out of hell, so now I can just kind of live, watch the same TV shows, go to the same this, same sports, be preoccupied with the same things. And there's if, if, and there, if there's nothing like James said, don't tell me you have faith. Let me see some let me see some works. Let me see something in your life that's compelled by the Holy Spirit that wouldn't become from you. And then I'll believe you have faith. Faith doesn't get you to heaven, but faith is a confirmation of your faith. Works is a is a confirmation of your faith. So Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We must not be ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation to the Jews first and then the Greeks and to all of us that are adopted in and grafted in to the body of Christ. We're going to heaven and the days are growing darker. Things are getting darker, but it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing, because we know our Savior is returning, and we're going to either, we're going to meet him upon breathing our last breath here and our first breath there, or he's going to meet us in the air. Either way, praise be to God. Thank Jesus for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for your salvation, for your atonement, and as our great high priest and as our savior and as our God, we give you all the praise and glory. And we thank you for your word and Holy Spirit. Give us illumination that we can understand. And then with that confidence, enter into the throne room of grace where we can say, hi, hey, dad, Abba, father, thank you. Thank you for making me. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for loving me eternally. All right, went a little long today, but I do thank you for listening in. So make much of Jesus, make much of the resurrection. Thank God, be in his word, and tell people the gospel like we're commissioned to. If you want to support our podcast over here, make sure you go to mypillow.com. 
awesome products. Huge savings right now. MyPillow.com. Use a promo code FTR. Three letters. Finish the race. FTR at checkout. MyPillow.com forward slash FTR. Or go to the radio square on the homepage. Promo code FTR. Huge savings. I love all the products. Part of the proceeds goes for us to expand this podcast. MyPillow.com forward slash FTR. God bless you guys. See you on my website, ChristianTalk.life. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.